1: Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. I recently had a fantastic two-day layover in Prague. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I hadn't been and I was just blown away. That place is just magical. Everywhere you look, there's beauty, even the manhole covers are beautiful. And that says something, if you ask me. So I was walking around Prague, and the music for this episode is all from Prague. I couldn't get over all the culture there. I was walking across this bridge, the St. Charles Bridge, and they had a platform set up in the river with ballet going on, floating on the river. And then I happened upon a international ballroom dance competition for kids. So I recorded some of that music. There were all these street performers from Hare Krishnas to trumpet bands. So I recorded some of that. And this episode is sort of an embarrassment of riches. So we have embarrassing stories, humiliating stories, and some positive stories. So there you go. An embarrassment of riches with the music from Prague. I was working a flight to Paris and it was actually it was it was 9-11 and uh as I was getting I was actually commuting to work a passenger said to me uh so did you want to work on this day um did you not want to work on this day and I thought you know honestly I said to him honestly I I didn't give it much thought when I was bidding didn't uh really occur to me um but man, I don't know if it was a full moon or if it was September eleventh, but that flight to Paris was just crazy. I mean uh first we had all fish in business class. Now granted that's not that big of a problem, except for those business class passengers pay a lot of money and they expect, you know, normally we have three choices. They don't expect fish, fish and more fish. So that's, you know, that turned out to be nothing compared to... Then we had a woman pass out, and she proceeded to pass out three times. Um, I thought we were going to have to divert. It was terrible. There was lots of bodily fluids. Um, that's extremely stressful. But then you'd think that's enough for one flight. The fish, the lady who barely made it to Paris. and But then, just to add the gravy on top (laughs) there was a guy who went like batshit crazy he was sitting at the emergency exit row when he got on the plane he seemed normal i talked to him you know to see if he was okay sitting in the emergency exit row i talked to him during the service seemed fine so either he took some sort of medication in flight or he was had psychotic problems and whatever medication he was taking wore off during the flight i don't know but about Midway through the flight, he started acting strange. He was asking one of the flight attendants, why is that box there? Why I don't want that box there. And there was no box. Then uh, he, 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 he cornered me and he was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And he has passport out and his ticket's out. And I'm like, you don't understand what? And he's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, what's the question? And he said, I've been sitting there the whole flight. And now there's that girl in my seat. And I look at his seat. there's no I'm like sir there's nobody in your seat it's empty and then he just looked at me strange and sat back down now that's all you know fine it's not like endangering the flight it's not um you know we have crazy people you know everybody has any work environment you're gonna have some crazy people but when he started um disturbing the other passengers. That's when it starts getting worse. So this young girl who's sitting in front of him comes up to me and she's like, you know, that guy, he, he's crazy. The guy sitting behind me. And I said, Oh, what did he, what did you do now is what I was thinking. (laughs) Oh gosh, it's getting worse. She goes, he said to me, where's that computer chip? Why, why won't you give me the computer chip? And she's like, I I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, what computer chip and then chip. And then he started Banging her seat because he was behind her, and he's like, "Give me the computer chip." And she's like, "I, I, you know, I'm getting afraid of him." And he's sitting at the emergency exit window seat, which is great. So I go and get the purser, the lead flight attendant, and I'm like, "You know, I think this guy is—you know, he's getting worse. You know, we there's a problem with him." And she's she's already at her wit's end. She's already had to deal with the fish, the medical emergency, and now we got a crazy guy at the window exit so she comes back and I was thinking watch this guy act totally normal now with her right and she was like sir is is there a problem and he says to her um yeah well I want to go sleep out on the wing (laughs) and I'm thinking well well, at least he's you know (laughs) he's living up to his batshit crazy title and she's like what did you say to me and he's like I want to go sleep out on the wing and She's like, what? And he says, it says so right here in In Flight Magazine that I can sleep on the wing. And she's like, looking at me like, it's crazy. <laughs> so we moved him. I was uncomfortable with him sitting at the window exit because he wouldn't be able to open it in flight. But once we are on the ground, he could open it and, you know, it could all hell could break loose. So we moved him and, uh, what was funny is I was telling some other people I ran into some people I knew in Paris. What's the what's the chance of that in the crew room? Anyway, and I was telling them about you know this flight of the batshit crazy guy at the window who wanted to sleep out on the wing, and two of the people in there that I knew said, "Oh, you know what? There is something in the in-flight magazine about sleeping out on the wing." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, it's some advertise. <laughs> there was an ad, some ad in the in-flight magazine about sleeping on the wing." So actually, and he still was batshit crazy, but. In that instant, in that one incident, he did have some, you know, I guess if you're crazy and you see a picture of someone sleeping out on the wing, you think, hey, yeah, I want to sleep out on that wing. Looks good.
2: Okay. Yes. Um, in the last trip that I did here to BA, in the middle of the night, we're serving. And then this passenger, he kind of, from the beginning, he kind of looks weird. And we keep asking me, are you okay, sir? Are you okay? Oh, yes, I am Okay. Yes, I am okay. Certainly, I am in row probably seven, and I'm turning, serving the last dessert right there, and when I turn around, this guy goes, all over me. So, I got all that all over me, and I'm looking at myself, and I think, holy crap, so where's my bag? To change, my bag is actually in the last row, and the people are sleeping. So, I have to... Go to the bathroom, and then nobody noticed what happened to me. Well, the other girl knew, so she's helping him. So while they get to the airline and get everybody to come and help, they forgot about me. So I'm in the bathroom naked, and I'm trying to get my head out, trying to grab somebody's attention. I need my bag. <laughs> Can somebody get me my bag? <laughs> did Nobody get my bag. So what I did was somebody gave me a blanket. So I wrapped, I took my pants off, put the blanket around my waist, Oh, and I finished serving the dessert with my blanket on. And then I woke up the guy. And then I pulled my bag out. And then I pulled my jeans and took the whole thing off. And then of course I did what late the I finished I finished serving the dessert. The last rows on my blanket wrapped around. Yes. Yes. And then then I pulled out the bag, pulled my pins off. The only pants I had was ones that like this one that I have now. Well actually they were worse. They are broken, holes in the pants. Hey, he like it, he like it. But when you have those repaints on you, hello. So, so I put those on and then to finish the story, when I went through, we go through uh, immigration, TSA. Guess who got pulled out to the side to be searched? Voila! Because, oh no, you're not part of the crew. Oh yes, I am. Oh no, you're not. Just Step to the side, ma'am. <laughs> there we go, Finished. So we bid
1: every month for our schedules, and it's a strange, crazy process, and it has to do with points and um, preferences, and it's sort of like, uh, it's a big crapshoot because it doesn't make sense half the time, and if you ask the company about it, they'll say, you know, they'll They'll say well, you didn't put enough points to get this day off, and you didn't do this, and that's why you're flying uh, domestic and not international trips. So there's always there's always an answer. There's never they're never wrong. <laughs> right so these two flight attendants were talking about this and he was like yeah it depends on you know if it's a full moon on tuesday whether you get the trip or not and the girl was like yeah it's like when the moon is in the seventh house and you didn't put enough points on that day to get your day off and peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars anyway I just thought it was funny that she's using the age of Aquarius to explain our confusing bidding system. So in this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about press, publicity, and the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> you know, in general, these days, we think any press is good press, right? Uh, the more you're out there on the internet, the better. Um, And in some ways that's true, but I did a lot of press when my book came out and not actually just when the book came out, just when the podcast got popular and stuff and so much of it was really exciting and it was fun and it was kind of like, wow, people want to talk to me, you know, and uh, there's bad parts to that. I was had all these radio interviews, and at first I was trying to like listen to the radio station first. I was trying to do some research so I would know who the hosts were. But then it got to a point where there were so many of them that I didn't have time for that because you know I'm still working, I'm still trying to do the podcast, and um, so it was partially my fault that I didn't know that this radio interview I was going to do uh, turned out to be um, hellish. <laughs> Basically, I guess the point of their show is to humiliate the guest. I didn't know. I had no idea. And I kind of thought, I mean, I, I eventually had to hang up, but it was just crazy. And I kind of thought, well, at least, you know, not that many people probably heard it and nothing will come of it. And, you know, yeah, it was humiliating and it was uncomfortable and it was just horrific for me but you know that's it it's done and you know we'll move on well of course now they've put that sucker on youtube (laughs) and it's getting some play and people are you know emailing me about it so i thought the best thing to do would be to go ahead and uh, play a little bit of that interview for you so you can see (laughs) that sometimes you know, think about what you wish for because you could end up in some terrible situations and all press is not good press and, you know, you just got to be prepared for anything. And you can also see how stupid I was going into this interview.
3: Okay, I think this might be her. Hello, you're on the Red Bar Show. Hi,
4: this is Betty Tusky.
3: Betty Fuskey, you're on the air. Hey. <laughs> Betty Thesky, everybody, author of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. This is a new book. Betty, welcome to the show. Oh, it's
4: so nice to be here.
3: Oh, is it? So, you do a podcast yourself. You're pretty familiar with the media on. Uh...
4: Yeah, you know, I've been doing a podcast for five years. Now. Who would have thought even ten years ago you could do like a radio show from your apartment?
3: Uh, no, I know. I was actually doing one around then. Uh, but uh, now you can really do that very easy. you did it from the sky. No, Pardon the... me? I thought you did it from the sky. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I do tape in the sky. <laughs> I'm probably not supposed to. That was funny. <laughs> uh, Betty, you were doing your podcast. I just read here in your bio, you have half a million listeners. Yeah. Who would have thought?
4: You know, people are actually so interested. You know, with all the, you know, negative you know media press about the airline industry you wouldn't think people would be interested but actually people
3: still are fascinated by the job of a flight attendant so explain to us what your show and what your book is about
4: Sure. I, I always loved all the stories that senior flight attendants would tell about all the crazy things that happen on the airplane, mm. all the things that the passengers don't hear about when they're sitting there with the big headphones on, you know, watching a movie. <laughs> Actually, all kinds of crazy, funny things happen. And so when podcasting came about, it seemed like the perfect way to tell the stories and have people be able to, like, basically, you know, look behind the galley curtain.
3: Real quickly, what is one of the craziest things that's ever happened to you on one of these, uh, and if I, I hope I'm getting this right, uh, airplanes?
4: <laughs> you know, things happen all the time You wouldn't believe how many people actually, like, pee on the airplane and other places in the lavatory Like, this no. This common, which no, is amazing No, no, no,
3: and keep it clean, we have a lot of young black children listening to this
4: <laughs> and it was actually amazing like just recently this happened this man in first class of all things went up there was somebody in the bathroom so he just started peeing he actually even got it on the flight in his bag and was sitting there by the, the jump seat and she came up and saw him and she was like what are you doing what are you doing oh my God. Him, you know, right I in front of the stewardess
3: what was that are you right in front of the stewardess
4: yeah, he was in it. So she said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I, th- I couldn't wait. You know, there was the line. Yeah. And so she goes back and tells him, the flight attendant, she's like, you are not this guy. He just peed in my bag. And the other flight attendant was like, what did you do to piss him off?
3: I want to have an airplane bathroom that when you walk into it, it's bigger than the public bathroom in the airport. And it has urinals and stalls and a guy with gum. What do you think okay, about I mean, that? Getting rid of some seats and making bigger public bathrooms in there. Maybe a bar.
4: Uh, (laughs) Actually I'd love to have a bar in the airplane That'd be perfect
3: You drink the uh, You drink the The hot booze No I'm not while I'm working You drink the booze all day Okay.
4: They used to actually do that in the air That was actually quite common before we got um, alcohol tested
3: Uh, Betty your book is called Betty in the Sky with this Briefcase Uh, It's just coming out Uh, You can get this on Amazon And iTunes uh, music store
4: yeah, and at my website BettyInTheSky.com dot um,
3: Okay, and what is the the book? Is just these stories that you've told on your show, like a compilation of the craziest stuff?
4: It is actually. They came to me, the publisher, when uh, the show got popular, and said, "Do you want to do a Betty book?" <laughs> 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 There's a lot of um, funny like pilot stories in there too. Sure. There's been a lot of uh, oh, you're writing examples. a pilot. What was that? You're on. A, you're
3: writing a pilot. <laughs>
4: I'm actually not writing a pilot yet.
3: Okay. There's uh, a lot of
4: pilot stories. Can it.
3: I ask you something? You've you got uh, half a million listeners. How do you monetize your podcast?
4: Yes, that's always the question, isn't it? Um, basically, I am selling the book. I do a couple little ads here and there on the podcast. And then also I do like uh, airline greeting cards and T-shirts.
3: Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> I basically am trying to make many avenue, uh, you know, monetary streams monetize yeah but the the listeners don't have to pay
3: okay so you make most of your money what did you say by charging a lot of money for each episode
4: oh no no no. i don't charge for the episode it's just um if people want to buy the book or i also sell things like greeting cards and things on a different website so i'm trying to not have the listeners pay
3: are you still a flight
4: attendant I am. And how do they
3: how do they allow you to be such a flight attendant with all these things going on in your life, all this deceptive stuff that you're doing?
4: Um, I don't tell them. Oh wow!
3: (laughs) So I'm guessing the sky is a pen name.
4: Uh, It is. You know what's funny about that is that people don't get it. I thought it was really obvious. I don't think that's funny at all. Say, um, oh, what nationality is that? (laughs) Besky, because they say Besky. It
3: sounds Polish. (laughs) I don't think that's very funny. I'm Polish, and uh, I just don't think that's funny to laugh at somebody's last name.
4: Oh, you know, but I'm just saying. I think it's funny that they don't understand that it's not a name because it seems
3: pretty obvious. A lot of people thought things you know Hitler thought uh, you know 9/11 was funny, so.
4: Um, Actually, I actually have thought about saying when they ask me what nationality it is. I'm going to say it's like from Airplaneistan (laughs) Because it does sound like something with a Stan at the end.
3: Listen, with two wars going on right now, I don't think it's time to joke about anything with Stan in the name. And my plumber plumber named Stan passed away yesterday from being Polish. So, a lot of things going on. I'm sorry, you know, I kind of had a bad day today. (laughs) Now, your book can also be used to burn in case somebody is dying in an old house with no heat.
4: Yeah, there you go.
3: Okay. Now, why do you charge people so much to come on your airplanes?
4: Oh, you know uh, I don't get to charge anyone, but actually, airline fares are like the same price as they were 20 years ago, and there's very few things that are that same price
3: today. Do you ever ever meet any of your uh, fans on the flights that you're...
4: You know, I actually have. People have actually just recognized my voice when I'm making a PA on the airplane. Really?
3: (laughs) And And they say, Oh, don't don't use me in one of your stories.
4: (laughs) Actually, and I have actually interviewed them, the people that have were a fan for
3: the show. So it's kind of fun. I'll come full circle. A lot of criticizers would say, Why would you exploit the company that provides food and shelter for you?
4: Oh, yeah, you know, actually, I don't, if anything, I sort of make the job seem better than it is, so I don't really think it's exploiting.
3: What do you think about people that are overweight?
4: Passengers or flight attendants? Uh, just people. <laughs> not everything is
3: about work, okay? <laughs>
4: um, no, certainly not everything is about looks, but there's both uh, heavy-set passengers
3: and flight attendants, so on both sides again you're making it all about the airline industry it's not my concern so you have 500 million listeners for your podcast (laughs) how did you get these listeners
4: it was just all word of mouth putting a flyer and all the tickets (laughs) nothing like that just word of mouth I never did any advertising nothing Um, half
3: a million listeners word of mouth you got it can I see your numbers Sure. How do you get your numbers?
4: Um, it's through Lipson. It's the company that I go through. Um, what do you I say to it.
3: all the people who accuse you of uh, lying about your numbers?
4: No one's ever accused me of that, but it's actually... Oh, no, no I have that's... a whole
3: thing here. Bill O'Reilly says, okay. Betty Thesky. her name's <laughs> not even legit. Why would you trust a word she says?
4: <laughs> there you go. Actually, I love it. We have 500,000 things Yeah.
3: My friend Alec Baldwin, I asked him for a quote today. He said, never heard of her. (laughs) I hope she (laughs) dies in one of those plane crashes. (laughs) Alec Baldwin, mean guy. Any any press is good press. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg says... (laughs) I can't tell you what she said. It it contains the (laughs) N-word. Now, were you part of flying the planes into the buildings on... uh, September.
1: Okay, that stupid interview goes on for like another 15 minutes, but I'm not going to subject you to any more of that. It was bad enough the first time, but it also just shows you how, you know, there's good and bad to everything, and that's definitely the bad side of press, but I want to share with you the good part of press and all the surreal things that happened, uh, the good things that happened because of the podcast. When I was moving, I actually actually have an old-fashioned answering machine, and I, I listened to some of the... Messages and basically, I'm going to share with you little snippets that just show you how fun some of the press was.
3: Sunday, 7 a.m.
4: Hi there, Betty. My name's Daniel. I'm calling from Outlook on the BBC World Service. Um, I'm ringing because there's, um, we'd like to invite you onto the program. We're going to be covering the story of them allowing um, European Airlines uh, lifting the ban on mobile phones on Monday, 5 43. Hi, Betty. This is Suzanne from Amazing Race. Sunday, eleven forty one thirty six 41, 36 p.m. Hi, Betty. This is Pauline Fromer of the Fromer Travel Guides and also of the radio show, Travel with uh, the, the Travel Show with Arthur and Pauline Fromer. Uh, we were hoping to have you on as a guest. Uh, Friday, 8, 21 p.m. Hi, Betty, this is Rebecca Weber calling. I'm the reporter with Psychology Today. I was just trying to give you a ring today and uh, see if you might have a couple minutes to talk to me and tell me more about your... Tuesday, 3.52 p.m. Hey, Betty, this is Michelle Krause with Reader's Digest. Um, thanks so much for your fabulous email. I'm going to use a lot of that material. Um, you don't you i laughing out loud. Anyway, anyway, just wanted to talk to you. Um, a
1: little... How surreal is that? I mean... It makes me really happy listening to those little snippets. I mean, I surf Cokes on the airplane. The fact that the BBC or Pauline Frommer... Reader's Digest, or Psychology Today—the fact that any of them wanted to talk to me is just fantastic, and it's all thanks to the listeners. It's thanks to you guys, and I also want to say that I know I played that terrible interview, but you know, for the one terrible interview where they basically just were out to humiliate me, (laughs) there were so many good ones, so I really can't be that upset. And if people want to listen on YouTube, that's fine. I figured it'd be better for me to just put it out there instead of me hiding behind a bad interview. And I also, since I'm talking about thanking, the podcast listeners I really want to thank you again for uh, the link on amazon.com if you're going to go buy something on amazon.com if you go to my site bettyinthesky.com and click on where the picture where my book is you don't have to buy my book but if you buy something else I get a little something and help support the show and it keeps everything going and I want to thank all of you who have clicked through my site to get to amazon it's just warms my heart
5: Okay, so you're gonna tell a story. Going around and everybody tells their most embarrassing moments. I have hundreds of them, but one of them is: um, I was out on a date with. This, I had just recently gotten divorced, so I'm very rusty. So I go. This is so conscious of this. So I go out on a date um, for the first time, and I don't. I'm very. It's very awkward for me. So we go to this bar. I had been married five years so it's my first date after my divorce I'm in my 30s I think I'm old at this point I'm like oh my god I'm on an old hag you know I'm like I'm over the hill now so I get to the, we go to this bar that's very popular and it's elbow to elbow I mean you can't even move in there so my date says to me just wait here I'm gonna go get us a drink I'll be right back so I look over and I see like this area where there's not a single soul standing and it's all this room there So I'm like, why is everybody all crowded when there's all this room over there? So I go, and I stand over there. And as I'm standing there, I see, like, all these guys lined up, real young, like, University of Miami students. And they're all, like, checking me out, like, looking me up and down. And I'm getting all cocky. I'm going, oh, I'm going to be just fine. I still got it. (laughs) And I'm flirting. You know, I'm flirting. And I'm, like, giggly, you know, and all. And all of a sudden, one of the guys looks at me, and he goes, excuse me, ma'am. And he's holding a dart. <laughs> I'm standing in front of the, of the dart boards. That's, that's why nobody else is standing there. So the guy, to add insult to injury, he goes, excuse me, Ma'am. <laughs> This is
1: something a little different, but I was listening to the radio and I heard a very famous person, someone I'm a big fan of, saying something on the radio that reminded me of the scene in the restaurant from When Harry Met Sally. So I'm going to play you that scene from When Harry Met Sally, but with the key part not being done by Meg Ryan, but by somebody else, and I want to see if you can guess who it is. And at the end of the episode, I'll tell you who it was. So what
4: do you do with these women? You just get up out of bed and leave? Sure. Huh? Well, explain to me how you do it. What do you say?
3: have an early meeting early haircut early squash game you don't play squash they don't know that they
4: just met me
6: that's disgusting oh no i feel terrible
4: you know i'm so glad i never got involved with you i just would have ended up being some woman you had to get up out of bed and leave at three o'clock in the morning and go clean your andirons and you don't even have a fireplace not that i would know this
3: why are you getting so upset this is not about you
4: yes it is you are a human affront to all women and i am a woman
3: Hey, I don't feel great about this, but I don't hear anyone complaining.
0: Of course not. You're out the door too fast.
3: I think they have an okay time. How do you know? I mean, how do I know I know? Because they... Yes, because they...
0: How do you know that they're really...
3: What are you saying? That they fake orgasm?
0: It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked
3: it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know.
0: Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot.
4: You're a man. What was that supposed to mean?
0: Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math.
4: You don't think that I can tell a difference? Okay. I'll have what she's having.
6: Now, I'll give you the, the embarrassing one I did. It's uh, I graduated from a very small high school, and uh, up in Maryland, but I got accepted at University of Georgia, so. We moved that summer, so I didn't get any of the preliminary stuff, no pre-registrations, nothing. So my first taste of school is I show up in Athens, Georgia, and all I know is I've got a room and my tuition's paid for. That's all I know. I had a room and the dorm, and my tuition's paid for. That's all I know. So I show up there, and uh, the RA, the guy who's in charge of the floor, meets me, and I go, hey, how do you get classes? He says, you don't have any classes? I said, no. He said, you didn't pre-register? I go, "Uh, no. He said, well, you got to go to Drop Ad. This is back before they had computers, so Drop Ad was done in person. Like everything was. Yeah. So I go to the Coliseum, and it looks like an anthill all stirred up. I mean, there's people everywhere. I mean, we had 20-something kids in my graduating class. Now I'm in a school with 25,000. So I walk up there, and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, they let you in according to your security number. So I finally get to mine, so I walk in. And now you got to get your drop ad cards. Well, those are done by your last name. So I look and find K through L. I'm like, okay, i, I got the right line. So I get to the front of the line. And, and what makes this even worse, my mother is a college graduate. She knew all this stuff and didn't say a word to me. So I get to the front of the line, and this lady, I guess she'd been there a while. She's looking kind of ragged. She looked at me, and she goes, what school? And I looked at her, and I went, the University of Georgia. <laughs> I, ki- I, I kid you not. This lady looks at me, and she just, just gives me those disgusted looks. And she goes, no. What school are you in? And I'm thinking, this lady's pretty dense. <laughs> so I lean a little, I lean a little closer. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe she's hard of hearing. <laughs> so I, I go, the University of Georgia. <laughs> and she just looks at me. She goes, what's your Major. And I go, major? <laughs> now she's really, now she's just looking at me like I'm a hayseed. And she goes, undecided, arts and sciences, <laughs> gives me my cards. <laughs> I, I had no clue till like, way later that, oh, my God, you know. This lady must have thought I was the dumbest thing she'd ever seen.
1: Okay, so now you're a pilot, but what classes did you get? You don't get good classes, right? So what did you end up
6: with? Oh, sociology, uh, some other mess like that you're right, it sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> well, I'll never forget that look on that lady's face when I looked at her and I went, the University of Georgia.
1: <laughs> okay, but you, you were going to say about when this girl came up to the cockpit.
6: Oh, no, that one was a flight attendant. came up. Uh, we were pre-flighting the plane, so the three of us are sitting up there, and she walked in and she looked at us. She goes, do any of you guys have any duct tape? <laughs> <laughs> All three of us stopped what we were doing, and we turn and we looked back at her, and we go, shut the door. <laughs> How many rolls do you want? <laughs> that was, well, that was one of the more interesting questions we got at. Do you have any duct tape?
5: The girl was in the bathroom on taxi and the pilots did like a sharp turn and she fell against the door and the door swung open and she rolled out panties down pantyhose down skirt up to her you know breast totally rolled out and then couldn't get up because she's tangled in her panties and her so we literally had to go and like help her up Expose herself to everybody. And then another 10-11 story was um, we just taken off, and the pilot comes out of the bathroom in first class. It was a full moon. This is a testament that full moons do make people go crazy. If you ever have a crazy flight, look at the sky. It'll be a full moon. So uh, the pilot comes out, and he says, you guys better go in this bathroom and take a look at that. Um, they were perfectly... Drawn cocaine lines and a straw. But whoever was supposed to come in, the pilot snuck in out of the cockpit and went in first. So
1: back to the scene from When Harry Met Sally. Did you guys figure out who it was? You have a good idea? It was Dr. Jane Goodall. You know, the famous... A chimpanzee woman who's done so much good has done so much research brought so much awareness to the chimpanzee cause but i was listening to the radio and heard her doing a chimpanzee call and it just reminded me of that scene from when harry met sally it's kind of like when harry met sally met jane <laughs> i don't know if she'd like me putting her in that scene but i thought it was funny and i wonder if any of you got it So I now live by the water and sometimes I take a kayak out. And so yesterday I was kayaking and the weather was beautiful. I was so peaceful. I was amazed. You know, I just love seeing the light reflect off the water. Talk about an embarrassment of riches. You know, just the kayaking is beautiful. But every single time I've gone kayaking here, I've seen dolphins and talk about an embarrassment of riches. I don't think I will ever lose my awe my enthusiasm for these creatures they I don't think there's a person on the planet that doesn't get happy when they see a dolphin they make everyone smile and here they kind of sneak up on you (laughs) they I think they sneak up on you because all of a sudden you're just paddling away and all of a sudden you know they come right out of the water and I'm like ah (laughs) I squeal like a dolphin and I think they might like my squealing because they tend to follow the kayak and yesterday, one of them literally jumped right in front of my kayak and went right under my kayak. I was just, it's just like heaven. And there's a movie out now called Dolphin Tail, which I haven't seen, but I thought it was funny because I was actually tailing a dolphin. (laughs) I followed one dolphin yesterday for like 30 minutes. Just pure joy. Okay, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together. Thanks. Bye.